From the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. What 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 what, 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 He was in on the, he was he so weird. Yeah, okay. You can't really delay. tell. Obviously, the preamble wasn't very clear. She <laughs> didn't say all together. <laughs> no, it's all right. <laughs> it's like, clap. wow. <laughs> We've never had the guest clap with us. We've never had a guest with a clap before. That's oh. right. And it <laughs> went, time. it went pretty, yeah, first time for everything. And I feel cheated i'm just kidding <laughs> like i've lost something i'm just kidding uh welcome to the tiny house podcast i'm perry i'm michelle this is mark and we're um on all cylinders again feels good mm-hmm. just had a uh interview with a prior guest who was just kind of boring i'm just kidding <laughs> he was not up to up to speed at all some of the shows flow along so nicely some and are, some of them are yeah, like pulling so dog teeth <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Michelle, the, in the news, what is up with the sponsor Tiny House for um, Street of Dreams? How's, how's it going? In the news. <clears throat> um, it's so fun. We had our first um, meeting, Street of Dreams meeting. So this is where they called together all of the builders and all the architects and everybody. And they sent out a plot map. So they handed out to everybody. It was a big luncheon, a couple hundred people there probably. Mm. And they put out a plot map and it shows you, okay, this is where the parking lot is going to be because it's not, you know, and this is where all the houses are and the builders and the lots and everything. And so... <clears throat> Um, I didn't even know this until I went to the meeting itself, but instead of actually placing um, the tiny house that's going to be on Expo in kind of the bistro area, kind of like over by the event area, Mm. they actually have given me, quote unquote, us, our own lot. Wow. So I have the biggest plot of land. Of course you do. Wow. And it is between these two massive mansions, of course. Oh, boy. And on the map, they put it to scale. (laughs) So they literally have this little 200 square foot (laughs) rectangle in the middle of the largest building lot at the Street of Dreams. And I was telling everybody, you know, I'm officially on the map now. <laughs> and and then, um, so we let the cat out of the bag at the Street of Dreams. There was a few of us, of course, that knew and the people we've met with that knew about it. But there was four or five times more people that had never even, like, I mean, there was like almost like visible shock in the room when they asked me to introduce myself. Uh-huh. And afterwards, they also said, if you have any questions, if you'd like to help or sponsor the tiny house, please, you know, talk to Michelle. Immediately after the meeting, I was probably standing there for another hour. I had 17 people. Wow. So we now have the first ever tiny house that has that includes a fully uh, automated vacuum system. Um, <laughs> Wait. Wait, so we're going to have to deep dive on that a little yeah. bit. So yeah. where does the canister go that collects Oh, it's a Roomba. And it takes about <laughs> yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah and, it, yeah, and it's like a beer can canister because the, the dust that you collect is so small. Yeah. No, actually, it's sick. It's so cool. So um, the motor itself, which has the canister, is actually goes in the utility shed on the tongue of the trailer. Okay. okay? The hose is actually a, um, it's a hidden uh, protractable hose. So the hose is actually mm. in the wall 
wall and mm-hmm. under the house. Okay. So you flip up the little thing, you pull the hose out. So all you need is this telescoping wand. So you have a little telescoping wand, you pull the hose out of the thing, and as soon as you hook up the wand to the hose, the system comes on. Oh, that's mm. cool. And you have 16 feet of hose, and you vacuum, mm. and then you just put the hose back in the wall. And wow. So anyways, I mean, th- that opportunity brings on all of these people that are like, huh? Tiny hose? We want to be part of that. Yeah. So. so we have a, um, uh, so far we have a Bose surround sound system, which is going in the oh, entire house. Oh, nice. Um, that's all controlled by, you know, either our friend Alex or we also have iPad controls. We're probably going to institute or install a light control system as well. So kind of like the Casita we talked about yeah, where there's, there's different modes where it'll turn on. Exactly. It'll turn on a certain music. We have a new video sponsor. Hopefully that's going to come through. Um, we have a new video sponsor. So our flat screen TVs, we're going to be able to um, do some cool um, you know, video loops during the tour. So... Wow. It's quite possibly the most exciting thing that's ever happened in my life. And every single day I wake up and I think, what the fuck was I thinking? Mm. It could also be the most significantly sponsored tiny house mm. ever. I think so. Mm. Like, I've, if, how many if, sponsors this, do you have? Right oh, 20, I think I have 25 so far. And we haven't even started working on landscaping and shade sales. And I think Mercedes is probably going to come on board as a sponsor. They're going to park Ooh. a smart car in the driveway. Oh, okay. I thought they were um, going to give you like a um, G unit to tow that thing. No, that. no, no, no. But I think we're going to, like I said, maybe because there's Mercedes in the driveways yeah, yeah. of all of the, the Street of Dreams homes. Oh, I see. Hmm. Right? So in the drive, they're the sponsor for the Street yeah, Dreams. So they're the sense. only car that's allowed oh, on the Street of Dreams. The so <laughs> we're still talking about that. So some of it's still conceptual. But the interesting thing is, um, contrary to my normal building mantra, if at this point, if we were to add up the value of all the products that yeah. have been donated, plus the labor, because mm-hmm. it's all 100% licensed labor. Um, the cost on this house is probably going to come in about either 150 to 160. Nice. Wow. It's funny. You, you, are you building it on site, or are you going to build it somewhere? No, I'm building it in a warehouse. Okay, so it's and then funny. we're going to deliver it, completed and done, and then right. deliver it to the site. So all the other houses at the Street of Dreams are having to be built on site, right? right? And yeah. so they're over there sweating and toiling with the right. wood and stuff, and then all of a sudden yeah. you just drive on up. <laughs> We're building an air-conditioned comfort. Exactly. It's 100% dry. Like right. I tell the roofing guys, show up whenever, yeah. you know? Man, I wish you knew somebody that had just a janky, shitty, horrible, tiny house. <laughs> Like the clampets, and you could be driving up with that. Like, hey, we're here. Oh, man. That would be hilarious. Tiny house. Totally. However, our delivery has to be in the middle of the night. Um, that makes sense because too. the Street of Dreams is especially that last week completely clogged with all the contractors' oh, trucks. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to deliver between midnight and four a.m. because right. it's the only way we'll be able to get a rig in that big. Right. And then, of course, I have to maneuver in that lot, basically do a U-turn in that lot, which will be much easier than you would imagine. Um, but I also have the most golf front, golf course frontage as oh, well. Wow. So now we got to figure out what we're going to do with that. If we're going to do a backyard and like picnic tables or. Hmm. Fountains, or <laughs> it would be cool if you could. Um, what's that show with the gains? The remodel oh. show, uh, yeah. F- house, flip that house, flip that house. No, not flip no. That house. no. Um, um, 
Yeah, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. you know when they they do the reveal with that? Yes. If you could have as a big giant mansion <laughs> on your reveal panel, and then you put a little wing, it's like <laughs> that would be so cute. We actually have had so many press inquiries already. Um, you know, we're working on a press release. I, I actually have a PR firm as well. Wow. Um, so we're working on a press release, and we're trying to like figure out how to add some really cool stuff like that. That'd be cool. um, for the various, you know, interviews and and um, it's it's awesome, but really overwhelming. Well, so mm-hmm. the ov- it's not just building a house, yeah. right? So the question I have for you then is, this is definitely going to put you like above and beyond so far where you already are. Are you preparing for that? Like, are you are you going to create a tiny house building company or? What do you? What are your plans when the onslaught begins? So, I to some extent, I already have. Um, I have a new company name called Empty Nest Tiny Homes, <clears throat> um, which is just an iteration, a different iteration of my, you know, my website. Um, and then we are going to set up. I am setting up the opportunity where people want to buy that house, but not that house, right? They love the floor plan, yeah. But they want the obviously less expensive version of that floor plan. I'm going to offer it in either two or three different price points. So that'll be interesting. I, however, am not building it. Um, I'm going to white box build it. So I'm going to subcontract. I've had three different offers from other builders that would like to build it for me. Um, However, that's about as much. I mean, at this point, I'm just barely treading water, keeping my nose above water, trying to get the project done, Mm. trying to prepare for the onslaught. But I don't think I will adequately be prepared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think the one thing that's most unique about this, and then I promise I'll be quiet. um, (laughs) doesn't matter we're going to transition anyway because <laughs> we so, got to bring in our guests i know no my point is is that what's very unique about this opportunity is the fact that by far the majority of the people that are walking in this tiny house will have never been in one they will have never Probably. seen one and they will have never even pursued they never mm. thought of it like mm-hmm. even so the yeah. aha moment like even be, if someone yeah. pays money to come in a tiny house they're going to be impressed mm. but right. that's what they're there for exactly. right. this is such a Sucks such, such a juxtaposition, such so just striking in that environment. Um, that's going to be really interesting to see and hear. I got to th- grow some thick skin. Yeah, you will because a lot of those I'm people already, are, are going to be the opposite mm-hmm. of the people that you expect. I'm to already watch a catching tiny house. shade big time oh, nice. from my neighbors. The people, the builders, people the, in the, the Street of Dreams mm-hmm. community. What kind of can you talk about that a little bit? No, maybe okay. we'll talk about another show. Let's okay. just let's yeah. just put it this way: like, are you serious? Mm, we'll talk about that. Later. Like that's kind of generally. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, I am twenty-one sh- degrees of shade. I was <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh Jesus! I know that's okay. That was a good one though. Well, yeah. That was. That was good. Yeah. I was going to lead with something more like I bet our guests would be envious to have the kind of opportunity that Michelle is having. But Man, that, mine that, is better. I know yours is better. <laughs> it pales in comparison, and in fact, he's wearing a pair of handcuffs. And they're fuzzy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shades oh, of Grey is okay. a movie about S and M. Handcuffs are part hey. of the repertoire. Okay, he's, he's shaking his head like he knows. Yeah. So let's well, let's get into that. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michael Johnson from 121. One. 121 Tiny Houses. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Alexa timer just went well, off. I was, I was told not to speak unless uh, I get permission. Unless to speak to <laughs> See, he was listening to my instructions. <laughs> very well. <laughs> so, and those are my do I get spanks now? <laughs> so, Michael Hells from Bend, Oregon. Yeah, Central yeah. Oregon. Central Oregon. And, and he drove all the way here for us. That's right. You did. Yep. Yeah. Holy. And smokes, so did our next man. guest. Holy smokes. They love us. From Ben? 
From Bend. They left but us. The, the other guest, too, from yeah. Bend? Wow. Well, from Central Oregon. Yeah, um, he's from Bend, but yeah. he uh, resides in Prineville. So. Correct, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's it so so um I, I guess I want we're gonna get to your company in a minute, but I guess I wanna ask you some questions about I thought that was our guest right there, but it's not. No, well, he's the, much more ugly. <laughs> he's much more pretty. <laughs> You'll see. Okay. <laughs> I won't tell him he said that. I'm sure you know. Anyway. Go ahead. Okay. Um I Oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I remember now. <laughs> Pretty so, girls do so, that. <laughs> <laughs> Better ugly guys. Good right? thing that guy deodorant on. Um, so, what's the tiny house market like in Bend? So, so let's 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 characterize. Let's set the stage for our listeners because most of them are not in Oregon. Right. And so, Bend is like a. It's almost like a luxury um, vacation community for people. From Portland to go visit in the summertime, oh, or in the winter, right, right, and right. so there's a lot, lots of outdoor stuff to do. There's Smith Rock, there's breweries you can hang out at. There's all there's right water rafting, there's Sun River, all that kind of stuff. Mount Bachelor, Mount, and and mm-hmm. some of, some of the housing. Mm-hmm. I heard that some of the housing prices are the highest in the, the state. The state. We are the fastest the, growing. Right. We've got eight people a day moving to Bend, Oregon, from all over the country. We wow. have the major homeowner in Bend. Basically, is that's our second or third home. Uh, we've got about wow in our little Redmond <clears throat> Airport. We have about six hundred and seventy thousand people coming through a year, and the number one reason is tourism. Second to that is business. Interesting. So, as far as homes are concerned, um, I guess we're the fastest growing little tiny town in the United States. Basically, yeah, not so tiny yeah. anymore. Right. So, the, so the question I was going to ask you is, what's the state of tiny house interest in Bend? Well, as far as tiny home goes, in Bend, we've just enacted the cottage law there for the city of Bend. So folks can start placing um, tiny homes on foundations for the cottage industry. Okay. Uh, Bend is uh, following Portland's path in terms of ADUs, looking mm-hmm. at uh, allowing ADUs and backyards and things like that. Um, as far as tinies on wheels or movables in the Deschutes County and Crook County, we've got three counties there. Deschutes is kind of um, not totally for it at the moment. Crook County and other Jefferson County where there's some depression there as far as, you know, economy is concerned. They're really pushing to get tinies oh, you know, on the map. Even yeah. on wheels. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is Deschutes County the same county that the Rajneeshis were trying to take over? No, that's up north. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Antelope. That's right. You're yeah. right. Okay. So, um, interesting. So, do you, so, so let's talk a little bit about your company in the context of what the last question I just asked you. So, are you... How long have you been around? We've been around since October last year. I'm okay. a residential contractor, uh, Oregon native, born and raised. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. And um, we chose Ben for its location, 302 days of sun a year, right? All four seasons, uh, snowboarding, skiing. Yeah. So it's a lifestyle situation. So you're not you're not from there? No, not originally. I'm from the valley. Actually, oh, my family, okay. I've, I've got best of both worlds. My family's from Eugene and mm. Drain. Drain, yeah, yeah, drain, drain, drain right? yeah. the gateway to the Pacific, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then Lakeview, Oregon, which is basically a mile high and uh, four hours, you know, eight hours from here and close to the California border where there's nothing but rednecks and, you know, <laughs> ex-mill employees, right? Oh, now there's a prison there, I think, too. So, yeah. <laughs> Go visit Lakeview. It's diversity. Exactly. Building economy. Exactly. I think I just drove through there on my way to Joshua Tree. Oh, you might have mm-hmm. when you're going to Winnemucca. 
you got to go through Lakeview. Mm-hmm. I like so, how you say Winnemucca. Winnemucca. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so what you moved? So you moved? You you founded your company in Bend because of the lifestyle, right? I've been there eight years, raised my kids there. Um, actually, I moved away from my kids. I sent them to Marist and Eugene, and then as soon as I got old enough to leave, I took off for Bend because that's where we always played. Right? That's got a it. destination location. That's where you go to play, really. Mm-hmm. You know, in, mm-hmm. in Oregon, mm-hmm. unless you're going to the coast. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from there. Um, I was in technology for many years, and then, uh, you know, you look at me now, they don't call me tiny, but that's okay. <laughs> but uh, in this particular industry, you know, uh, getting back to the tactile was important for me. Mm. And then with my daughter being 24 and her boyfriend being 28, I uh, started realizing there's no way that they can afford, you know, a house in Bend, Oregon. A teardown is 425000 wow. and that was built in 1954. <laughs> wow. So how are these kids working two jobs are going to be able to get into right. a tiny house? They can't. Mm-hmm. So to expand on the tactical converse, the, the comment he made, I just want to say that that's just... That's something that I relate to working in corporate America where you sit at a computer and right. you do spreadsheets and you go to meetings. Right. And even in even in the role that I'm playing right now, which is largely coordinative and administrative, it is driving me fucking nuts that I can't get my <laughs> hands, hands on, on my build. Yeah. So this past weekend for Mother's Day, my children came over and we built a shed. Mm. I mean, that is how <laughs> much that I need. At this point, I recognize the value um, you know, the emotional and sociological value of a tactile, you know, mm-hmm. um, sort of job. So I want to comment on yeah. that because it's something that I can really relate to. And I hope that our listeners can relate to that as well. Um, it's a little bit more than just a project. Right. So, Michael, you were in tech before the yeah. construction? Search engine optimization for the last 18 years as an independent. Oh, uh, really? Basically, you're hired gun if you wanted to get on Google, be number one. Yeah, And then how did you get into construction? Well, I started in construction as a young man, okay. actually as an apprentice and swinging a hammer for custom home builders out of Bend and uh, Pebble Beach and Carmel and other places. Huh. And so that was always part of my blood. So getting back to that tactile, you know, at the end of the day, when you erect your tiny home, you know, you put up the walls, you leave, you're exhausted, but... You feel good about it, and mm. then you want to get back there the next day. Yeah, yeah. You know, with tech and other things, you just get kind of burnt out after a while. Yeah, right. Interesting. So, so they, so w- I have learned as a, as a co-host of the Tiny House podcast that building a stick home on a foundation is nothing like building a tiny house. No, and I build with steel, so I don't even build with stick. Mm. I go beyond. I'm using advanced techniques mm-hmm. from uh, Texas and from the south. You know, mm-hmm. they get wiped out all the time by hurricanes and everything else, mm-hmm. so they got to rebuild and rebuild fast. Mm. So, Are I've, you using Volstruct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Using Volstruct and going for it, so I can erect walls and basically I can have a tiny up, uh, the skeleton up in about five and a half to eight hours. Wow. Yeah. Okay, and so so the have you sold a tiny house yet? No, we haven't. We're selling the kits. So our our whole idea here is, and looking at the kids was, okay, let us build your shell, and then you take over on the inside. Mm. And on a configurable basis, what that allows them to do is get into a shell for like thirty k or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Where it's all dried in, and then they can take their time about fixing the inside. Mm-hmm. Now we know in the industry, the average tiny home RV runs for about eighty to one hundred twenty thousand. So if my kids get in there and we build a shell for 30 and then they finish the inside and, and conservatively do a good job at Ikea or wherever, right? right? Mm-hmm. They're into it for another 15000 20000 Well, they've got equity from the moment they get done of about ten or fifteen or 20000 bucks, mm. right? Assuming the tiny house movements, uh, assuming the tiny houses are actually able to maintain our value, there's some question right. about what is... What, whether or not they're a good investment from that perspective. But I have been telling yep. people lately, 
Um, you can easily double the price of a tiny house merely based on fixtures, finishes, and appliances. Yeah. So That's, the shell, by the yes. way, is where the money is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give the bullshit to somebody yeah. else. Yeah, you you right. figure out what sink fixture you want right, and what right. you know shower hmm. tile. And, yeah, so I can produce yeah. a shell basically in seven days. And that's a dry, and that's your windows, doors, everything like that. And then, like you said, to your point, we build to the ADU standard. So I'm not building RVs. I'm actually building a tiny house that can convert and get a certificate of occupancy mm-hmm. if that's what they choose. Mm-hmm. Or they can they can configure the inside to RV standard. Mm-hmm. So our clients get that choice. That's good. Yeah. So when you build a shell, are you, you're not building the you're not putting in the electricity. Nope, that would be the rough in. Now Got for it. extra money, we'll do the rough in if you decide you don't want to. Got it. You know? I see. I see. Interesting. And so so the, that's your business model is predominantly shells. Predominantly shells and kits. Okay. So I, yeah, I've noticed that. That in looking at your website, that at least one of the units that you're displaying is a Tiny Innovations. Yeah, design. two of them. Two, I thought yeah, two of them were, but I them. wasn't yeah. sure about the second one. That's right. So are you are you licensing with them? Or? Yes. So okay. those particular builds, those RVs would go through those guys. Uh, we wanted to rep- represent those individuals that want RVs. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. RVI certified. Right. Mm-hmm. But when we're at the shows and everything, the, the people are just coming up and they're saying that they love the idea of being able to build themselves. And then in this case, we don't just go, okay, here you go, let you loose. Right. If you want us to help you through the build process, you know, and we're familiar with the what we're doing, then there's a small fee, like 2400 bucks, and we'll just help you through the build process. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And what does that mean, helping me through the build process? Well, from start to selecting a trailer, you know, all the way through uh, your dry-in, basically, getting the thing to a shell uh, position and if you want more help after that for custom and stuff like that, then in that case we'd take it more on a uh, hourly basis or something like that. Got it, got it. And so I guess since you're an expert in search engine optimization, you're going to be <laughs> <laughs> you're, that's going to be your secret weapon to oh, doing I, your marketing. Started. Oh yeah, we're getting calls and and emails and things like that. We got a newsletter. Um, we're going gangbusters. I'm going to take internet market share from anybody that can. So that's my background. Nice. Yeah. So how many people do you have on your team working with you? It's myself. My partner is uh, Amber Israelson. She's out of Kirkland, Washington. And then we're acquiring or getting interest from other people, uh, builder slash developer. So our big thing, you know, mm-hmm. nobody has, everybody's got tinies. Nobody has anywhere to put them. Right. And financing. Yeah. So right. our model going forward in the next couple of years is certainly to continue the, the kits and the, the shells. But we're actually acquiring land where people can put tiny homes, and then we Airbnb and VRBO those and manage those properties. Isn't that interesting that that is, isn't that interesting that the that the interest in tiny homes is pushing the opportunities in this direction even before all the legalization T's have been crossed and I's have been dotted? Yeah. Um, you know, this, this whole development conversation now comes up with increasing frequency amongst our guests. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm curious why, for example, Christy, well, Christy probably doesn't want to scale in the way that others are mm. thinking, but Christy Wolf was one of the first people to Airbnb a tiny house, Correct. and she is making bank on her thing. Yeah, so, I don't think she needs to. I think she's got thing. two more, two or three more in Hawaii mm-hmm. right now, yeah. and then she's adding more um, hobbits too. Yeah. So. so to do a community kind of is not in her probably not in not her. something she wants to do. Right. Not necessary. Yeah. I don't know, but I, yeah, I don't think she needs to. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing too, you look at VRBO or mm. Airbnb and then the restrictions on whether you can Airbnb a recreational vehicle, mm. right? 
So, oh yeah, right. So there are those, and that's the that's the skew right now. Is that we got the RV manufacturers over here saying, oh, okay, we've got this set of codes and you know right. RVIA, and then over here we got the building code side mm-hmm. of it, which is crazy right now everywhere in the Northwest, mm-hmm. right. California for sure. Um, so, so to be very crazy. so to be very clear, the the regulations he's talking about Airbnb being RVs, um, that actually is a, that's actually a um, municipality code, not. Airbnb. Right. So right. to be really clear, not their policy. Right. right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Airbnb will let you. We'd they'd let us. That's you know, rent thought, this out I've and have people them. sleep in here. You yeah. Know? <laughs> right. um, exactly. Um, wow. yeah. Um, so yeah, Airbnb does not set those regulations. Right. Um, downtown Portland, again, it's really a municipality yep. discussion right. more so than Airbnb. They'll rent out anything for right. anything. So right. yeah. Are you married? No, but I could be. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's like search engine optimizing yeah. everything. Is that, yeah. is that a proposal? Search engine yeah. optimization. Are you polymorphous? Curious. Oh, okay. So the last guy was boring, right? So I know. Like, wow. <laughs> married for too long. <laughs> so okay. So do you have a significant other? Uh, we're dating, basically, but okay. yeah, she's the part of the business partner here. Is so. she the one from Kirkland? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. How'd you guys meet? Uh, actually, we we were in Bend. And she was. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say. I thought so too. Entirely different. I thought so too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Transition. We were, <laughs> we were in bed. Exactly. In bed. <laughs> we met there too, but <laughs> I wouldn't know. Before that, we were part of the meetup group. You know, a food, wine, whatever mm. group. And I was in Bend a year doing my thing, and then she had to be a core organizer. So every time I'd go to one of these meetups, she'd always be there. Mm-hmm. And after a while, I was like, "Hey, you know, you're kind of cute." God, he was looking at me when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want you to feel left out. Okay. You know? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Spread it around, and Michael. That, <laughs> listeners, is why we prefer in-studio <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so how long, how long were you... So you guys were dating, obviously, before you started the company. Oh, yeah. So we, we actually, yeah. I was doing remodels for her houses that she was buying, and we were flipping and bend. And, oh, interesting. And then we started looking at buying resorts here on the uh, peninsula out of Washington, Olympic Peninsula. Mm-hmm. And then we were sitting at one opportunity, and, uh, you know, we're looking at these tiny cabins that have been built in 1829, mm-hmm. right, and falling apart. And these guys want a million and a half for this resort, and we're going, hmm. what is this? And then along the, and Oceanside, basically, are these four spots for, you know, the big RVs. In Ocean Shores? No. Oh. In an undisclosed location. Because okay. <laughs> I was going to say, Ocean Shores, yeah. Anyways. That's tsunami hell right there. I okay. know. Like, we saw wow. Yeah, Whatever we literally do, thought. You know, we looked due. at buying property out there, no. but they have a map. I got a, sorry, no, no, a little tangent. So, Ocean Shores is a... Um, the entire town is like 12 inches above high tide. Wow. Right? Mm. And they everywhere that you go in the entire town, they have these massive maps, and it's a peninsula. And they have separated the peninsula into different colors. And so if you're in this color of peninsula, if you're in this bound of the peninsula, that means when you hear the alarm, you have five minutes to like get out or die. And then if <laughs> yeah. you're like this one right here, mm-hmm. you have like 12 minutes, you wow. know, hopefully, and then at the bottom, you have to leave like 35 minute, you know, 30. Anyways, it's just like 
you're always reminded of this impending doom of a tsunami that's going to literally wipe out the entire town. Wow. So there's mm-hmm. only two roads in there and out of yeah. there, right? Oh, and it's wow. a spit. It's a spit. That's Little just, teeny tiny So peninsula. if you get that five-minute thing warning, you're like, okay. Yeah, so and you're on the You end. might as well just start partying right exactly. there. <laughs> <laughs> or own a wow. helicopter. Yeah. Anyways, wow. keep going. Yeah. Sorry. No, so that's that's. Have you good. looked at Hurstein Island at all? No. Oh no, no, man. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Note to self. Back to this. So we're we're looking at this location. We're, yeah, undisclosed location <laughs> in the northern peninsula of the Olympic Peninsula. So we're looking at this, and we're we see these spots available for RVs, mm-hmm. and in our mind, we go forty bucks a night, or we put another couple cabins on here. Through that process, we started running the numbers, and we're like, well, we need we could do ten cabins here. And then hmm. we had, years ago, uh, gone through a uh, visited a guy in Salem, Oregon, Gearbox, I guess it was, back then. He was making modular tinies at that point, but they weren't on wheels. Oh, interesting. So he is pre-building out of there. And he was offering it for 75 grand a piece. Well, a girlfriend goes, oh, I'm just let's just buy four. And I'm like, whoa, 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 before you write that check for 75 grand a piece, I can build these for half of that. Right, and that's what spawned the whole idea. I see. And then I watched YouTube videos for a year. You know, mm-hmm. that's didn't help with the waistline. <laughs> <laughs> studied, studied. Uh, uh, followed Andrew Morrison around for about a half a year. Went to every single tiny home like workshop can find, paying five hundred bucks a piece and never getting to be in a tiny home. Mm. So then we decided we're going to build a shell specific for workshops, and so we've left one third of the shell undone. Another third that's basically dried in where the kitchen and everything is. And then there's pull-away uh, pull away walls Panels, so we yeah. can show, show people. And then we've got the final third completely done. So that's what we use for our, our workshops. Huh. And that's tr- movable? So you move yeah. it around? Yeah, oh, interesting. yeah, yeah. Interesting. So how, how, um, so how long were you guys dating before you actually oh, got Oh, we've been dating for five years. Five oh, a years. long time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was she doing before this? Technology. She's one of the top trainers for Microsoft, Microsoft. Oh, and then she just recently been recruited uh, to go to work for GoDaddy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So did, did she walk away people. from Microsoft with a shit ton of money? Well, um, I can't speak to that officially. But unofficially, probably yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, when I'm having a bad day, I just call GoDaddy. Have you they talked not, to their yeah. customer service have, people? They're, they're like, good. hello, this yeah. is GoDaddy. How can I help you? <laughs> GoDaddy. Go. Are you having a problem with your Keurig? <laughs> <laughs> I can help you with that, too. <laughs> and then, you know, Amazon and GoDaddy are going for it so that you can have your batteries delivered in less than two hours now. So. No way. That's yeah, amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. There you go. Note to self. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, um, wow, this is very interesting. So, how many workshops have you done? We actually haven't. That's the surprising thing is that we haven't done any because we can't get more than five people to sign up for the right workshop. So, we've got, them, we've got one person here, one person there. And, you know, what's fascinating to me is when we, we were uh, at the Eugene Home Show in Eugene, Oregon, we were the only tiny there. Mm. And uh, we had probably there were fifteen thousand people there. We our, our booth was slammed constantly. Um, we walked away from there with about a hundred and seventy five people that were interested in workshops. Following up with those, uh, we probably got ten or fifteen people that actually wanted to sign up. Mm. And that you know at that level just doesn't cost you know yeah. money just doesn't figure out right. So. Mm-hmm. 
Then we go to the Portland Home Show mm -hmm. this time, which has a significantly less number of people mm -hmm. than it does in the fall. Mm -hmm. And to pre-qualify, we had, I think we had eight people sign up right then and there. So it's its this interesting balance between the looky-loos, mm -hmm. we call them, and the actual people that are willing to throw down 15 bucks a person plus 15 bucks for parking to be in the Portland Expo Center. They're more motivated yeah. to learn. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But yeah, that was interesting about the Portland. So there's this um so this called the Portland Great American Tiny House Show or yep. something. Mm -hmm. They had the first one in Portland in October and I think the estimates were between twenty five and thirty thousand in October. So the guy's like, Hey, Cha Chang, we're gonna do that again. Just had it here in Portland a few weeks ago and not as many people and everybody's like, Where are all the people? So mm. there's two different sides of that conversation. Mm -hmm. I'll ask your opinion. Have tiny houses don't answer the question yet. So have <laughs> tiny houses either A jump the chart or B, was it because the weather was so nice outside everybody was doing something else? I think it was B. And here's why. We we went into the fall show as consumers and came out of that as builders okay. because we saw the opportunity. Got it. The to your point, I think the weather was so beautiful in Portland that people took advantage of that. You know, right, like, I can do this in the fall. Right, hmm, right. Why do I have to go now? Right. How many less people were there? Oh, uh, substantial. Yeah, I heard like it was more only, than half. So, oh no. yeah, I heard it was in, only like oh, five maybe. to six thousand. Oh, wow, 000 wow. Over two, it was way over down. two days. Mm. Wow. So we had the like same nothing. number. Yeah, we had yeah. the same number of the people displaying. Right. right, and they set out the little lines. You know, the TSA lines. Yeah, okay. yeah like Shrek. Yes. It always reminds me of Shrek. How they put the the um the chain up so you have to snake through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why does that remind you of Shrek? Don't you remember that line in Shrek when he was standing there in front of that castle and there was all those chains no. and Donkey started running through all the little chains no. and then Shrek went right through the middle and just like because there was nobody standing in line. Right. So he just barred through the uh -huh. middle and all the chains fell down. And that's what reminded <laughs> me because they had all these chains oh, set up I to see. control the lines in the crowds and there was no one standing no one in there. line. No one, wow. So you're like, I'll just plow through the chains and they'll all fall down because they're really not doing anything. No, we but. were laughing because we were actually walking, watching people, people watching, and you'd see people that would actually do the donkey. Yeah. And then wow. you'd see people that would actually do the Shrek. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was fascinating to try to, when they were standing, to figure out which one of the two people which was going to Shrek or donkey. Okay. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was, so. but, that, but all the, and this is really a builder, the one thing that's really unique about this particular show is that it's really builder focused. There's not, there's no real quote unquote workshops or like mm. necessarily and there's not it's not speaker focused. I see. You know, um AKA they didn't invite me. Well, and, and to, well, I had to pay. Uh, I had to pay to get in. Well, here's the deal. I was invited as a speaker. I spoke uh, both Yeah, I was both there times. when you were on stage, yeah. And we had to go out and buy our own Epson like projector. And then remember yeah. the little brick <laughs> yeah. projector? And yeah. then it was on this little screen of about four by four. So the 35th person way back in the back <laughs> could not see oh, wow. my deck at all. Oh, right. So yeah. I was just sitting there like just off the cuff, just trying to get people to laugh. I mean, it was just <laughs> that ridiculous. But it was it it was definitely more builder focused and a couple of the builders yeah. said, you know, it's nice to be at a show that's more builder focused and not so DIY. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, you say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> we were slammed though. Our, our show was slammed. Uh, we, we didn't get a chance to do anything but stand in the shell or stand next to it. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was rewarding for us. And then to see the same builder with the same unit they had the year before and the year before that, that was kind of disappointing or depressing mm. because mm. to your point, I think the industry started hardcore eight years ago, kind of mm -hmm. did its thing, mm -hmm. and now we're starting to figure out there's this little lull, but we're trying to determine, I think, uh, from the consumer standpoint, 
who's really looking for that ADU and who's looking for that tiny they want to you know travel with the nomad. Right. Well, I think that there's some normalization yeah. going on. First of yeah. all, I think that there we are sort of seeing some normalization um, as far as the trend itself. People are being a little bit now kind of everybody's in 2014 when I started, you had to explain to everybody what a tiny house was. <laughs> then yeah. we hit the fever pitch of interest. Yeah. And now it's kind of like everybody's learning, oh, but they're not legal to live in, I you know. know. So That's there's the this big, thing. big well, log on the jam. Other, and on the other side, the builders as we've talk to them they're struggling trying to figure out how to make the business model work right right i've had since i started my business in central oregon i've seen four go out of business yeah in in central oregon in central oregon alone yeah and And i know of other three or four huge ones that you've either gone under or came very 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 close yeah 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 so i've been working with the atha the american tiny home association as on their building committee codes and Mm -hmm. i've been inundated I'll be in the capital. I met with the governor. I've been meeting like all sorts of people in the Northwest to help them get their head around. The policymakers, they still don't get it. They don't know what a tiny is. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It is. And but they're writing legislation and then they're they're writing the legislation and they're going, Okay, well the the internal guys will figure it out. Yeah. Well the internal guys have the best intention, but how they word that language completely messes it up for Anybody that wants to build tiny. Oh, I don't know that I did agree with you mm-hmm. on the uh, builders' code division best intentions. Best <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Sorry. my. I have to be politically. You can be you politically know. correct in that regard. <laughs> I'm not going to be. Man, he screwed the whole movement in the state. So what's not funny, my friend? Exactly. I think it's strange that I can go out. Any of us can go out as Oregon residents and build our own house that's 2,400 square feet. And you become your general contractor, and everything's cool. The moment you start building anything under a thousand square feet, all the brakes are on. Huh. It's an amazing thing. So mm. that's where the struggle is. So maybe amazingly stupid. It is. <laughs> it is. So we're working on that, and I've got an angle where rather than force tinies as tinies, you need to let us build these. I'm saying, look, I can put people to work. Yeah. Right. Tinies are a catalyst for putting people to work, getting living wage jobs and a bunch of other stuff that we can accomplish and help solve the housing crisis in the state of Oregon. That's a smart approach. Yeah. Yeah. It's so what is your... What I think is he was a politician or something already. You would think so, right? That was a great he, speech. He, he does I've been working on it. I, I, you know, I, since four o'clock this morning, I've been saying the same thing over and over and He's over again tr- in my truck. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told him there's no list of questions and no agenda. No, no there but isn't. But he's still prepared yeah, to exactly. dance. No, that's good. That's good. You're fired. Okay. <laughs> so, so what is your... So you're obviously really excited about what you're doing. We are to. I love empowering. The funny thing about 121 tiny homes is 121 is the longitude line of Bend, Oregon. Right. Okay. And then the one to one philosophy I've always had always had about empowering and educating people to do their own thing, just kind of emits from this business model. What I'm finding though, because of the, the the hard part about you know being a builder in the state, especially in in trying to work, is I've had to morph. Now I'm more inclined to i'm going to produce but i'm more inclined to start that apprentice program and start the workforce program and start to work with the state which is mandated that monies have to be spent Um, right yeah so my business is morphing more into uh, uh, a situation where we're going to put people to work and then help try to help solve the the housing you know shortage at the same time so are you going to be getting grants from the state to do that workforce development stuff? We're, we're, that's what we're looking for and we're covid registered so you know as the procurement officers start saying this is what we yep. need in NOMA and other yep. places then we're going to apply for that and say hey look 
we can crank out you know four to sixteen tinies in a month, and over the course of that process, we can put you know twenty four people to work, and then they leave our apprentice program after a couple of years. And they're residential contractors making 25 50 bucks an hour, right? So do you qualify for women-owned business? Uh, well, no, I'm not a woman-owned business, no, but, but we are emerging. Bi- but you emerging. said your business partner was, and if she owns well, 51%. She's not getting 51% of my business. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ladies. <laughs> she's got Microsoft. That shit don't fly over <laughs> Exactly. <here. laughs> she's got Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. She's doing great. <laughs> no, no, no. The reason why I mention it is because I if you're going to be yeah. bidding on governmental it's contracts, if true. you're a woman-owned business or minority-owned business, you go right. straight to the top of the pile. Uh, and for as much as I like you... Yes, yes, You're yes. still a white guy. That's right. So, uh, I got a penis and I'm white, so yeah. I'm down 10 points. So, sorry, you're not going to show up at the, the top of the list. The show's just been named. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down 10 points, but as long as we're in the position that we're uh, helping uh, folks, um, kind of the idea here really quickly is I want to take somebody out of a two-year apprentice program and then ultimately... Uh, what we're going to do is, if you stay a third year in my program, I'm going to give you a tiny home, and you take that back to your community, and you agree to build tinies. And piss more people off. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you agree to build tinies in your location, right where you're at, and then why can't we waive the fees, just like we do with teachers and doctors and, and all that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We so, do that? Yep. Wait, what fees? Development fees? Well, like in this case, if you go to school, my daughter wants to teach math, right? So right. she gets her master's here in Oregon, then she goes to someplace like Salinas, California, and okay. teaches for two years. Her student loans are wiped out. So in this case, if we have an apprentice program and there's a fee associated with that, any type of fee, we tell that person, girl or guy, you go back into your community in Multnomah or wherever, you build tinies for two years and we'll wipe out any fees, student loans, or anything like that you have too. Hmm. Wow. Fascinating. That's a fascinating idea. Yeah. I think that's a new business model we haven't heard yet. In well, Chinese. it's mm-hmm. it's interesting because he's he's approaching he's being very broad minded about all the revenue potential revenue sources. Whereas I think many of the people who get into building tiny houses they get myopic about where the revenue is going right. to come from. Exactly, and they try to force that down the that's throats right. of the politicians. That's correct. The politicians don't care about tinies. Right, they really right. don't. Right, good point. But we put people to work. We yep. put veterans back to work. We yep. put now they now that counts. They, yeah, yeah. They, they care about the stories that make them look good. Exactly. That's exactly Exactly. exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Very smart. Great work. Well, um, Michael, it's been great having you on the show. You've been, not only have you been a wealth of information, but you've been charismatic and you've come on to me, which is really nice. And, and Mark, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've got yeah. equal opportunity yeah. come on her. And not me. Yeah, Over because you're not his I type. Five. Apparently. <laughs> Don't tell Amber. Exactly. <laughs> no, seriously, though. Thank you for being on the show. It's great. Thank great, you, guys. Great show. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And um, tune in next week, listeners, because, of course, we're going to have another interesting show and um, uh, let's give a shout out to Rick McNerney and also if you have listeners if you have the inclination go to iTunes and give us a nice rating or send us an email and let us know what you think about the shows we're doing or find us on Facebook yeah, Facebook too. We apologize to Rick in advance. He's really going to have to turn down the audio on this show. Mm-hmm. You think? We had a little too much fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. it's been, we it's hit been too many blast. high spots on the on the meter over there, Mark. Well, I think we did okay. I think it was more our earphones that was coming in high. That might oh, be true. there we go. That might be true. There we go. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Namaste. Bye. Be good to each other. Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes, if we remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Maine. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sightcast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. 
you tiny house loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon. <laughs>